Welcome to the Ignite You Podcast, where two bros journey into all things spirituality and human transformation. Let's get it. Cheers. Cheers. Welcome to another episode. This is Cam McDougal and Ryan Miller. And today we are here to talk about what it means to be a real man standing in his divine masculinity. Ooh. Oh yeah, we are. And if you haven't seen it, our first episode that we did is on us discovering and leaning into divine femininity. So we felt like today was a good time to drop into this topic of divine masculinity, specifically for men, for obvious reasons. We are both men, so this is our experience and this is what we lean into. And we've worked with a lot of men in this space as well. But first off, to speak to divine masculine energy, that can be a whole subject across all genders, and it's not specific to men. But today, we're talking about the experience of men cultivating their divine masculinity. Do you want to speak to that real quick on that subject? Because I think it's really important. You brought it up before the episode. We really kind of decipher the, uh, the differences there. It's not the energy. It's the cultivation of it. Yeah, I think, I think that's super key to go over because a lot of people, when you say divine masculine think of the divine masculine energy and both women and men can operate from divine masculine energy but specifically today we are talking about men operating from divine masculinity and for us this is very important because we are both men we are not women she didn't notice yet so we don't have experience to talking about the female's perspective of embodying divine masculinity. So we're going to talk about what we know because the Ignite You podcast is all about experience. It's all about what we have been through, what we have gone through, what we have witnessed. And so to keep it real, we're going to be rolling with divine masculinity from the perspective of a man standing in his true power. Ooh, baby. Yeah, we are. And we're going to be having guests on soon enough where we'll have people speak to these different topics. We'll have women on here talking about their experience as well, because that's going to be very important for us to have that perspective and have these conversations. Uh, so look forward to that. It's going to be a lot of fun. And to go into this, you talked about our experience. We have gone over our experience before in the episode I mentioned, our first episode we talked about it, the toxic masculinity. We've talked about it in other episodes as well because it's parts of us, it's pieces of us, it's journeys we've had in this subject. But we just wanted to quickly kind of talk about a few points and where we've been at on this journey of potentially toxic masculinity and places that didn't serve us showing up in divine masculinity as some of our listeners might be in those places right now. And there's still things we experience to this day that we're we're cultivating and leaning into. And Ryan asked me a great question before we started this podcast. He said, where on your journey would this have been very applicable? Yep. And it made me think for a moment. And there was a point in my journey where I was doing a lot of things right. Right, air quotes. Mm -hmm. I was meditating had good practices, 
was really starting my journey on the path. And yet I did not have the awareness to know that I was acting from a toxic place when it came to showing up as a man in relationships, in my business, in my family, in these other areas. And so it's very important to know that spirituality and our spiritual practices can be beautiful, but they kind of fall on deaf ears if the foundation of the energy that we're looking to anchor in is not truly embodied. Mm -hmm. And so I think from an application standpoint, this can be a very powerful tool for awareness, for reflection, for understanding and really evaluating where you are at as a man or as the partner or future partner of a man. We thought it'd be very valuable for you to have this information. It's true, man. And I think your practices are only as strong as your principles. And if we're not showing up fully and owning our experience, and we're just like doing these things, we both have this experience where we, we started meditating or we started taking on these spiritual practices but we didn't actually cultivate a strong foundation in ourselves. We just think we're doing the things. Okay, I'm doing it. I'm all good. I'm doing my routines, doing the practices. I'm doing the, the, uh, the things that are going to support me and being in that softer space. But we're still coming from that toxic place. Mm -hmm. I know both you and I have had this experience. But to just quickly dive into to my journey, it's very different from Kansas. It's actually almost polar opposite. When I was younger, my experience with my dad and older brother was that they were very powerful men, but they were very harmful men. And they could be very abusive men. And in that, I saw that at a young age. And I was like, I don't, I don't wanna be powerful because that's what that looks like. Being powerful means you hurt people. Being powerful means you're, you can't have fun, you can't be nice, you can't love. That's what I saw. So fast forward a bit, I noticed that block come up later in life. And I was like, wow, why am I people pleasing so much? Why am I doing this so much? Why am I prioritizing others over myself? Yeah, pieces of me love being in my power. I love fitness, I love these different aspects. But when it really came down to my truth, like the root of who I am, I was blocked in that because of the examples I had set in front of me of what a man should be and what it should look like. And I saw the toxic masculinity. I did not have an example of divine masculinity. I didn't know what it looked like. I had no idea or version of that to look at, to embody. Mm. So what I did is I went the softer route. I kind of played in a feminine route, a place that made sure people were happy around me. And I didn't cultivate that power myself when I was young. So I had to cultivate that power later. I had to bring that in. I had to bring that power in in different ways. And it did start with toxic masculinity, it started coming in in that way. So I'm like, fuck that, I'm not playing weak. I'm not doing that, I'm not being soft. So it went that way to the other extreme where I was like, I'm not doing that. And then so I started these negative traits. But in reality, when we start bridging these worlds and yes, owning your power, and this was probably only, I think four years ago now, where I remember saying this, to my mentor that I have, which is, a, which is a man, a beautiful mentor of mine, loved him and appreciate him to this day because we were picking a word to have an intention for the year that I wanted to, to have, like something I wanted to cultivate. And 
he went through a couple lists of words and he was like, these are things I've seen come up in conversation. What kind of word would it be? What would you want to embody? And I was like, and I kind of made a, a reactionary face and I was like, oh, and then moved on to a different word. And I was like, oh, inspiration. He's like, what was, what was the thing before that? Why did you react that way? And I was like, oh, well, the word power came in, but I don't like that. That's not a good, that's not a good thing to have. Like mm. that, that doesn't feel good. He's like, why? Why is power bad? It could be one question that wow. just triggers totally everything. Reframes. You're like, yeah. oh, power's not bad. I just feel like it is. Little Ryan inside of me, little boy, thinks power is bad because of power in the wrong hands creates harm. Mm -hmm. Power cultivated in a beautiful way with passion and love creates abundance. Mm -hmm. So power became my word. From there, cultivation and continuing to show up in that space, noticing the stories, of course, but starting to cultivate that. And I feel that's the foundation to a lot of people to start shifting the stories because I know for me that's what it was mm -hmm. to owning the divine masculinity, owning mm -hmm. that power from a loving place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Hell yeah. And I can extend off of that. <laughs> Very different. I started with power mm -hmm. unintegrated power based on fear mm -hmm. for me my journey involved running from society rebelling from an unintegrated place and exuding my power over those that i felt isolated or judged me so i went to the streets I went to drugs, violence, all that kind of chaos. We've talked about my story. The interesting part of this is that that unintegrated use of power from a very young age led me to suppress, led me to avoid my feelings, led me to push people away, isolated me even more and got me to a place where I felt like I could do anything that I wanted, but never actually enjoyed any of it. Mm. So I felt powerful because I was in this whole fuck the system mentality. Mm. But because this power was rooted in fear, was rooted in resentment, insecurity, it cultivated a very toxic side of me and it completely prevented me from truly standing in my emotions, standing in my truth, mm -hmm. taking radical ownership over my life because I just became someone who was spitting hate and anger and fear and replicating the same darkness I had inside of me all around me. So very different relationships with power but really in the end coming to the same conclusion where power is not bad mm -hmm. when it's used in the right way. And, and really, truly, we're going to get into this. We both believe that a man standing in his divine masculinity is a very powerful person, mm -hmm. not your conventional idea of power, however. Yes. I'm curious for you if there was a pivotal moment uh, like for me it's very obvious right there was that question there was that moment or is it an accumulation of things that kind of brought to your awareness I know you mentioned 
you started the spiritual practice when you were in the finance game. Did it happen later? Did you start noticing it through a reflection of a partner? Or is it just an accumulation of events? It's a great question. So Ryan and I, we map out a lot of this stuff, but we actually leave a lot up to organic interpretation. So we go with the flow, which is beautiful. Which could be interpreted as divine masculinity because we have structure. We know what the outcome is. Mm -hmm. We know what we're delivering. We know what we want you to receive and what we're going to be inside of for this session. And we create fluidity without rigidity. And I think that that is a, is a great example of, of my journey and how it came to be because unlike you, I didn't have that realization until much later on in my life. Mm-hmm. Like I said at the beginning, I had started a spiritual journey. I was doing a lot of things right. At the same time, I was not owning my power. I was not owning my relationships. I was still, in my opinion, acting from insecurity. So even though I had started learning and remembering and doing the practices, I was still relatively insecure when it came to my manhood and literally Mm -hmm. owning that. So for me, it was an evolution. Mm -hmm. It was an organic kind of flow that took place. It was breadcrumb after breadcrumb after breadcrumb. And really what it came down to, and, I, and, and honestly, I'm still working on this. I'm still mm-hmm. working on coming into my power and my full expression. And even though I feel I am an embodiment of divine masculine, I really don't think that journey ever stops mm-hmm. because we're constantly being tested, especially with the way society's going. So for me, I, there, there, was, there was never a pivotal moment but there was a, a sequence of events of breadcrumbs that led me to see that I was not owning my manliness. I was not owning my power. I was, you know, I talked about this in another recent episode that I, I was just working through the other day, this really like owning my power, not letting others influence me, being that rock. And that to me is kind of what this evolution became because after I left the game, I, I kind of took a step back. I still remain very powerful. I've still always been a leader in everywhere that I've, I've been. At the same time, it was always really rooted in insecurity and how it made me look. Yeah. And so this, it's almost like my power has come from insecurity and this was, was truth. And over the course of my journey, the insecurity comes down and the truth comes up, you know, and now I'm somewhere here where most of my power comes from my truth. And at times I'm still operating from a place of insecurity. And those yes. are the areas that I'm trying and working on fixing and flexing my awareness on. Yes, I love that, man. And even simply put, what I'm hearing is the power was coming from fear. Now you're cultivating the power that's coming from love. Yeah. Like simply, when we can look at where our power is coming from, when we're cultivating that power as men, when we're having that experience of feeling powerful, is that coming from lack to fill a void or is that coming from potential that our heart is expanding into? I know it can sound super cheesy, but we can feel that. We can feel that energetic capacity in ourselves and we're experiencing what power is like. And something else I also heard that seems like a duality, but power and pure pleasure. 
and how they usually don't go hand in hand. But I thought it was very interesting because of the other episode we just did on pleasure and how when you're actually in your power, you can experience pleasure in that. Mm-hmm. And not in a way where you're experiencing pleasure because you're stroking your ego because you're in your power, but in a way where you can enjoy the experience of being in that essence mm-hmm. of your divine masculinity and owning that space. It can be fucking beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's amazing to be allowed to fully express in that. Amazing to allow that to come forward. So I, I agree. This. I agree. And so <clears throat> what we're going to do here is we're going to outline a couple key steps of what we believe is the embodiment of divine masculinity. Yes. Because what we'd like to do with this episode is we'd really like to invite men to up their game. Mm-hmm. And that comes from a place of love. Mm-hmm. That comes from a place of truly wanting to see this world become a beautiful place. You're flexing that heart. Now, we live in a world that is very overdrawn in masculine energy. So once again, as we talk about this, we are calling men up to their divine masculinity. That does not mean we are calling men up into more masculine energy. Yes. So the first piece that we want to go over that we feel is paramount to this evolution of men is this radical ownership over one's power and really just truly owning that power like we're talking about. And this isn't a forceful power, right? It's like I think of the book Power Over Force, Mm -hmm. right? And it's this is not forcing. This is you finding a heart-led, love-based power within you that you integrate into your life that has you showing up from the right places, which can look very different for many men, all the way from a family man to a CEO to a family man CEO to a single man CEO. It just does not matter. Owning your power as a man. Yes. Ownership. I love this word and I love whenever we can talk about it in this way as well because it's owning your ship. You are the director. You are the one that guides the sails. You are the one that's leading the way. I love the analogy because it's felt there. The ownership of what is happening in your world, in your being, and the way you can express that power. Fucking powerful. Once again, leading the way internally for you. I really want to make sure that there's not a bunch of misunderstandings (laughs) taking place with this podcast. We are not saying you are driving the ship completely and it's all up to you, but for you internally, that is your ship, your energy, your power. Yeah. You could also say own your shit if you want. Boom. Because then it's owning your shit, your internal reality. I love that. And now, okay. Number dos, men holding women in their wild. Yes, which is men. an extension of power. Like it if you're is. not powerful, you can't. You cannot hold do that. A woman in her wild. You can try to do that, but it's going to come from a place of fear. Like we said, you're like, okay, uh, sure, you can do that. Yeah, you're not holding. You're not allowing 
the women around you to fully express, to be in their wild, to be in their crazy, to be in their cycles, to be in their expression, to be in their fullest version of themselves. You're not going to be able to hold that. But when you cultivate that space, to be able to hold your woman in that experience, to allow them to express, it's fucking beautiful. And this is not to go gender specific. We're just using the example of woman. This could be a man-to-man relationship. This could be whatever the fuck you want it to be. But we're saying it's to be able to hold that person in their wild. Whoever's embodying more of the feminine exactly. energy within the relationship. Yes. It's up to you to hold that person in their wild. And so for me, this is super important because I grew up talking so much shit about my partners and about their emotions and how annoying it was to have somebody nagging and blah, 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 blah. Feminine energy is more emotional energy. Mm-hmm. That triggers you, who cares? It's a fact, okay? Feminine energy is more passive. There's more emotion, there's more fluidity, there's more organic nature to it. As a man holding down divine masculine in a relationship of duality, it is up to you to create a safe space so that the person who is operating from a more passive or fluid or organic energy has the space to express the diversity of their being. And if you cannot hold that grid, you are not going to open up to their truth, their full expression, and ultimately work with the dualities of relation to cultivate something extremely powerful. Yes. And this can come from friends. As well, this can come from community. If you're someone that's not in a relationship, that's okay. But if you have a friend that's in their wild or you have someone in your community that's in, your, in their wild, you have the capacity to be open to that and to accept it and not let it trigger your shit. It's as simple as that. Oof. And we are wanting to make these kind of like steps. So ways you can also engage with this, not just us preaching at you about things that are preach baby great we coming in hot we are coming in hot so to hold (laughs) 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 to hold in this experience another thing we like to say is to honor to hold a person in their experience is to honor them fully in what they're experiencing so if you are a man in a relationship with a woman for example and you're having this experience and your person's going through your cycles or whatever emotional turmoil, everything that's going on. Can you honor that? Can you show up for that? Can you hold space for that without taking it on yourself? Mm. I know this is one you've been leaning into. This for is one sure. I constantly show up for and we go into this space. It's important to check in with that because that's a version of your power to cultivate. And it's a beautiful place to be, to hold, to honor. And a version of that could look like you conveying to them certain boundaries around that to honor yourself because you actually can't show up with a full cup. We just spoke to this in another episode. You can't show up in a full cup in that capacity. So in that point in time, you actually couldn't hold, but to be able to convey that. Mm -hmm. So this is where it begins. Mm -hmm. Noticing, can you honor that person, that partner, that one around you? And if not, can you convey that? Can you be honest with that human? with that truth, with yourself. Mm. This is a way you can start to play with it. Beautiful. And this leads into the next piece, which is having the courage to break the fucking mold. Because here's the thing, 
conventional masculinity is bullshit. Bullshit. Man up. Harden up. Just, it's complete bullshit. Having the courage to step outside of that realm for athletes, for people that are raised in these environments that are very engulfed in toxic masculinity is a very challenging thing. You're going to trigger friends. You're going to trigger maybe family members. You're going to trigger people, but you have to have the courage to lean in to break the mold because this whole idea of men operating from a powerful place because they have a lot of money or have a lot of cars or are very successful or list another million social attributes that we ascribe identity to is not success, is not a warrior, is not this energy of divine masculinity. It is an energy of fear, insecurity. Now, I'm not saying that everybody who is conventionally successful is not in their divine masculinity. In fact, I think some of the most successful people, they're actually a very small percentage of successful people though, that really are truly deep in it, are embodied in this way. But just remember that in order to break out of those social norms, those social ideas, these concepts and these trajectories that we have labeled in society as being successful trajectories, it takes courage. Mm -hmm. To lean into this is not easy. So you have to harness that internal warrior. You really have to find the courage within yourself to have the conversations with your partner that you don't feel like you have the capacity to hold them or to have the conversations with your bros in the dressing room saying, I don't actually think you should talk about women like that. All the way to you know, talking to your dad on how you feel that he raised you in a way that was not conducive to you showing up as the man you wanna be. That shit takes fucking courage. Yes. And is required for healing. <clears throat> and that's vulnerability. And vulnerability is fucking powerful. And that goes against the mold. That goes against the masculine mold. Growing up, vulnerability was weak. Totally. That was not something you did as a man. But it's so but much it's, fucking harder. Oh, baby, it's hard. <laughs> and that's divine masculinity. That's you leaning into that space and cultivating those energies, meeting each other so you can actually show up in that fullest version and speak your truth and live your truth and not actually kill yourself from within by holding on to these things and feeling like you need to show up a certain way. You get to own that space. This is the courage. This is the courage to be disliked. This is the courage to lean into your power. Mm -hmm. This is the courage to show up and be vulnerable. Oof. 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 So Stank good. face. All right, next one. Beat's about to drop there. You said this next one. I did. It's a I'm, beautiful I'm one. Experiencing this now <laughs> in my life. I'm experiencing this right now. In this it's moment present. in my life. Right now. Day to day. This is one that I'm living out and I truly love because I notice it come up. And when I can be inside of both of these experiences, I'm in full fucking alignment with my divine masculine. And that is honoring my word and trusting my heart. Can sound a bit fluffy, but it's no, very it fucking, fucking real. Powerful, bro. It is. That sounds powerful. But it can to some. To some that feel like a hard experience is fluffy. It's not. <laughs> it's fucking real. You know how when we feel about you. <laughs> we fucking love it. <laughs> you know, little fluff is fine. A little fluff. A little fluff is divinely masculine, baby. I love it. And to honor that word, meaning show up for what you say you're gonna show up for. Lean into what you say you're gonna lean in for. Your word, how you speak. What you speak into 
the words you say to everyone around you. You're talking behind somebody's back, doing these experiences, not honoring that word across the board and honoring and showing up for trusting your heart through those experiences. So then it can seem contradictory if you say, oh, I was going to go to that event. And then, oh, but I, I don't feel like it now, the soccer experience you had. I said I was going to go play soccer, but I don't feel like it now. Knowing where is that for you? Where is that balance for you of honoring your word and trusting your heart? Balancing those two experiences and leaning into them fully, I think is a beautiful way to represent what divine masculinity is. Mm -hmm. Boom. Yeah. Boom. Anything else on that? Wow, you just you just mic dropped it. Like that was so beautiful. And, and and you know, to add to it, what really comes up for me is this acting from love, acting from the heart, really trusting the divine intelligence of the body and yes. that organ. Because as a man, we know this, it's not normal for us to cry it's not normal for us to show up in these spaces to be vulnerable to be open to say we don't know what to do mm -hmm. how hard is that man pretty hard but when we lean into the heart and we act from the heart and we surround ourselves with people that are open to us playing in these realms and learning to flex these new emotional tools we take off like a rocket ship in life. And for me, I suppressed emotion for so many years, so many years. And the moment that I realized that crying was more powerful than suppressing my tears, it fucking liberated me. And this is so important because I remember my dad growing up, I used to fight a lot, right? I used to fight all the time. I come home, broken noses, broken hands, you know, all kinds of crazy shit. And I remember my dad looked at me one time. I love, I love this man. He's, a, he's a, been a beautiful inspiration for me. He looked at me one time and he said, walking away is harder than fighting. And I'm like, man, you don't know shit. Like, I get my ass kicked. I throw down. Like, you don't get it. Fighting is harder. The moment that I realized that crying was harder, everything clicked about what my dad told me. And what he meant by that was walking away is more powerful because that means I have dropped my ego and I've left my insecurities off the table for self-love. Mm. And when I had that realization, it was so powerful to me because A, I stopped fighting because I realized that being a true warrior was someone that would just look at me and be like, you're not worth my time. And it led to me opening up to my emotions, my insecurities, and really looking at this concept I always talk about, which is the second order consequences of things, which is, yeah, fighting might seem like the powerful thing to do in that moment, but walking away is even harder because then the ideas of what are people going to think? Is he going to talk shit and blah, 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 which feeds into the ego, which threatens sense of identity. So this totally opened me up mm. in such a powerful way. And, and for like never again can I act from a place that isn't heart led and truly acting from that, that heart, that heart intelligence and those emotions. Fuck yeah. You just went into the, the uh, other topic we have. 
which is own your warrior. Mm-hmm. When we say warrior, Cam just said it beautifully. We're not talking about just having combative experiences and fighting. We're talking about showing the fuck up in diversity. We're talking about showing the fuck up for adversity, things that are challenging, leaning into that, going into that, holding it down, Mm -hmm. leading the way, Mm -hmm. going into the spaces that seem difficult, that seem confronting and going into, I know for me, that was challenging for a long fucking time because I didn't grow up fighting like you. I grew up avoiding conflict. So going into that, when I can bring in my warrior, it's like, all right, I'm going into the conflict and going straight into it with a harp-led experience. Mm -hmm. I'm fucking channeling that warrior with love. Yes, bro. It's so good. It's so good. And and I just want to be clear here for a moment. There's a little gangster in me still. Oh, yeah. A little one. He's really short. (laughs) I'm saying this because... I'm not saying walk away from everything because there is an element uh, in divine masculinity of showing the fuck up and leaning into challenging circumstances like what Ryan's saying right now. But it's where it comes from and why you're doing it that matters. Will I break out the arsenal of scrapping tools that I have if someone is forcing themselves on somebody that I know? 100%. No doubt in my mind, I will be first in there. But I will diffuse the situation. I won't add to it. It's this warrior mentality of going into the conflict to diffuse, to bring love, to remind people of truth. And if we need to use force, if we need to use power, if we have to show up as the warrior with the battle axe, then we do that. We can but that's not our default. And the last thing we wanna do is fight. But we're ready (laughs) if it comes down to it. And that's a man standing in his power that knows his power. The reason why I used to always fight people is because I was trying to prove to everybody that I was the baddest motherfucker out there. Because I didn't know it myself. So yes, I was trying to prove to everybody else, and I was trying to prove to myself. When you start to know how badass and powerful you are, you stand in that power. And this comes back to holding women in the wild. If you get triggered by your partner, if you can't hold that, that divine feminine in its wild, it just means it's bringing up an insecurity in you. Because you should be able to fucking hold it down and just stand in that power. Yes. Be unwavering in that power and own your shit. On your shit. <laughs> so both Cam and I are coming from different perspectives, as you've heard. Whether or not you resonate with one of these perspectives, you probably do because they're contrast sides of the coin of going to divine masculinity. The invitation, one invitation I want to bring in is from what we just mentioned. Start to notice where your patterns are around this. Because even as we're talking about it, I'm like, oh, I can still show up in that space a bit more. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can still go into the courage to be disliked a bit more. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can still cultivate that. Mm -hmm. And there's still some pieces. I'm like, yeah, okay, hell yeah. So if you can be real and honest with yourself, and I know it can be challenging for a lot of men to listen to men to talk about these kind of things. 
I know for me, for a long time it was, I would not take on a, a male mentor. I would not take on somebody in my life that I would learn from. I'm like, oh, what does he know? I fucking know. If you're being in your real divine masculine and you're owning that space, from what we just talked about, how can you start cultivating that courage? How can you start holding and honoring women? How can you start creating that ownership in your life and cultivating that warrior? And where in these areas are you doing it, but in a toxic way where it's not actually serving you, where it's coming from fear that both Cam and I have had and we still notice it come up and we still call each other out on it because it still comes up. The evolution don't stop. It don't stop, <laughs> We still show up for it. And finding men around you that will hold you in that, that you see have cultivated a part of that. I feel that's why Cam and I were called to each other for many different reasons, but that's one big one. We have these different experiences, but we're at similar places where we're able to resonate but learn from where you've been. I learned so much from where you've been and you can learn from where I've been. For sure. To where now we're beautiful mirrors for each other. Like, dude, I'm gonna call you out on it. Okay, mm -hmm. thank you. Like, I need that. Mm -hmm. Finding the men around you that can hold you in that. Finding the men around you that have cultivated these experiences that we've spoken about today. Mm -hmm. and leaning into them. Allowing yourself to learn from them. Allowing yourself to grow with them. And providing mentorship for other men. Mm -hmm. It's a fucking beautiful thing. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. And goddesses out there, invite your men into this. Or divine feminines out there, invite your divine masculines into this. Because once again, can be in same-sex relationships, can yep. be in opposite-sex relationships, can be in polyamorous relationships. It doesn't really matter what you ascribe to. But invite your masculine in to showing the fuck up the way they're meant to show the fuck up. And remember, what Ryan's saying here is so key. One thing I always try to keep at the forefront of my mind is I am forever a student. Yes. And if I am rejecting learning, that means that I am operating from my ego and I'm actually afraid of what that person is saying because I know it's gonna bring something to the surface that I've spent years suppressing. And the more that I open up to student energy, the more I just come alive. You know, I was talking to my friend earlier today, Brandon Collinsworth, beautiful man, loved that man. And he said, Cam, he said, have a black belt skill set with a white belt mindset. Mm. Be skilled as fuck, but always stay humble. Always stay in a student mentality because that's how you continuously evolve. So if you're feeling triggered or you're feeling like something is just pushing you away from that next evolution, lean the fuck into that. Because if you're feeling triggered or you're feeling like something ain't right, yeah, maybe you just don't vibe with what we're saying and you're not our people. We're cool with that. At the same time, if you're vibing with other stuff we're saying and not this, there's something for you there. So lean into that. Because warriors gotta lean into that shit and we need more men standing the fuck up in their divine masculinity, showing up for the feminine, showing up for the collective, having these conversations, being vulnerable. This is where the magic is. Boom. Stay lit. <laughs> Stay lit, people. And let's get it. 
Shoo.